Third Shift presents The Imposter's Guide to Gaming, your quick fix for gaming news. Now, here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Hello, everybody. I'd love to welcome you to episode 49 of IG2G. Hey, today we're going to talk about a little bit of this, a little bit of that, maybe some cops. Do you like the 90s? Maybe that'll get you going. Well, we got a little bit of that and some kind of weird magical little animal to boot. We got a full show, and me, myself, Mr. Eric, and my esteemed other host, Mr. Matt, are going to tell you all about it in today's episode. So you know what? Grab your little whiskers, boys and girls, and uh, strap on in. <laughs> Number five. So starting it off this week, you all know I, I, you know, I value my friends. I have a few close friends. They mean a lot to me. But, you know, sometimes it just really pisses me off when some of them just tell blatant lies. And that's what this segment right now is all about. Because I have this friend, Eric, and he, always t- he says every week on this podcast, Hey, 3DS is a dead system, man. Ain't no games coming out for that. Well, I'm here again for like the fourth or third IG2G in a row to say, You are f***ing wrong, uh, Eric. You shut your stupid uh, mouth. Because <laughs> Kirby's Extra Epic Yard is out for the 3DS. This came out on the 8th. Of March for forty bucks for the 3DS, developed by Goodfeel and Hal Laboratory, published by Nintendo. If you don't know what Kirby's Epic Yarn is, it's a Wii title from way back in the day. I think they said it's like ten years old now, which is like mind blowing to me. That doesn't seem right, but it's an old. It's a different spin on the Kirby formula because you don't get a lot of transformations. You don't get his usual like swallow an enemy and gain their powers he's in like a yarn world and you got to unravel the enemies you turn them into a little ball of yarn you can chuck them into other enemies you turn it into like different yarny shapes like when you're floating down you turn it into a little parachute dude you can turn it into a little race car and go around and it's a nice easy going just fun whimsical platformer you know just like kirby usually is now the extra in Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn is you do get transformations in this game. You can pick up new items and give yourself like a sword and a bomb and all kinds of the usual Kirby style, you know, transformations and abilities. And what you really need that for is the new devilish mode, which is the hard mode. Because if anybody knows Kirby's Epic Yarn original, you couldn't die in that game. Like you fall off a cliff and it would just like shoot you up as a rocket over to, you know, where you started at. If you bump into enemies, there's no life bar, no nothing. Devilish Mode adds a little life bar, and it adds a little devil dude who comes around and follows you, and he'll attack you and damage you, and if you die, you have to start the level all over again. Now, obviously, this is kind of like basics of basics, but for Kirby's Epic Yarn, you get these big, long levels that are all themed and all kinds of, not really platforming challenges, but like platforming exploration all through them. So if you die during one of those, going all the way back to the start, it's kind of a longer trek. Now, Devil Dude, you can hit him with any one of your cool abilities and kind of knock him out of the way, but he'll always come back. So this does add a little bit of that challenge. If you, you know, if you heard about Kirby's Epic Yarn and were like, well, what's the point if you can't even die? It's just a baby game for babies. Well, here, this is a little bit more of a normal game for normies. And then other than that, there's a couple extra mini-games. There's like a Meta Knight game where you're slashing through enemies and kind of getting... I think it's each time you kill an enemy, you get more time to continue to kill enemies and collect beads and get a high score. There's King DDD's Go 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 mode, which is basically just like a, like a big old fast speed run. I think he basically just runs through the level. They have like little explodey blocks that'll slow you down, but basically a big time attack, trying to get as much score as you can. And if you like Kirby, 
you should play this game. I mean, Kirby's Epic Yarn was a different spin on Kirby, but everyone said it was really unique, really whimsical, really enjoyable, really... I mean, I can't say anything other than unique. It's not what you think a Kirby game should be, and you can, because everything's made out of yarn or movable, terrible objects, like there's buttons and all these weird things that you can use to manipulate the level in strange ways that you never have in a Kirby game before. So if you haven't played it on the Wii, you should get this one. If you played it on the Wii, but you want to play it again, this is going to be the one for you. Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn is only... Only for the 3DS. Yeah, well, <clears throat> about that, sir. You just signed your own death warrant, okay? You know why? Because you know what happens when the Kirby games start coming? That's the end of the life cycle, my friend. No, you know your yet. Nintendo lore. <laughs> no, Kirby no, no. means death. Kirby means no, death. No, Kirby no, means no. death. <laughs> no, no. See, what's going to happen is this will be such a big hit. They'll be like, hey. All those other Kirby games, we're going to release one every month. Every two weeks, we're going to release a new game out on the 3DS. We're going to put it on the, on the eShop. We're going to put it on a physical release. And the, it, when they have it on eShop, and then they release it two weeks later as a physical, that I'm talking about both of them on the show, just so you can suck it. That's, yeah, Gil, that's you the know only what? reason. Do you know there is a reason why in the new Super Smash Bros. Kirby is the only one who survives? It's because he's the only one who survives every freaking system he gets put on. That's why everything else <laughs> crashes to the ground and dies except for Kirby. And he keeps coming back, and he kills the next system he touches every single time. <laughs> so you're saying you want a Kirby game on Switch right now? Because that's no, pretty much stop. dead. It's dead and buried. No. Just throw it in the trash can. All you need is a Kirby game. And actually, he's in Smash, so there it is. No. Kirby's technically on the Switch. So you might as well just... You know, you should just so, give it to me, like Howard's going to okay. give me Alien Isolation. He's not. He's not, Matt. He just said it again. He says never. You're not going to get me to ever admit that the Switch is dead. And you know why? Because I don't even have to talk about it. Because Switch games are coming like candy and rice, suck a face. And guess what? We got a Switch game right now for you, okay? Number four. Baba is you. Yeah. What's this baby game? You got to get a Baba, have your milk milks. (laughs) Developed by Hempuli O. Oi? Oi? I don't know. Oh, no. Oh, I speak oh, Merc. No. <laughs> Why don't you just talk about Devil May Cry? Uh, this, this is going to no, be no. a bad one. No, no, no. The rest is fine. I just don't know how to pronounce the developer's name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Published by the same individuals. Don't don't at me because I don't know how to talk. These guys and I'm girls. Su- I'm surprised you managed to get the Twitter lingo in there. Don't at me. Because you should at him. No. Say he's horrible. No. So what's this game all about? You are this little white critter, all right? There's an over, an overarching little map. You go into a stage, and you're this little white creature called Baba. Baba, Baba, whatever you want to call it. I call him Baba. Baba, whatever. He looks like a little like crappily drawn sheep or whatever you want to be. It doesn't matter. That's not the point of the game. The point of the game is that once you enter this little stage, there is... There'll be, like, walls set up. There might be uh, little scrub brushes, fires, hearts, skulls, lava, all these different little things placed about the stage. And then there are words, little phrases. And then in one little square, it'll say, like, Baba. Next to it, it'll say, Is. And the next one will say, You. All right? And then down in some other corner, there might be uh, the word Fire. And then there might be the word Wall. And then the word Move. Things like that. And then what you have to do, and they'll be, oh, here, this part's probably pretty important. There's going to be a flag in the stage as well. The flag 
you need to say flag is win, and then of course get bad bad to the flag. All right. Okay. So bad bad is you, flag is win, and then there's other words and phrases along the stage that you can push down these little squares, the little grid unit. The whole map's basically a grid unit, and then you have to manipulate them to change the wording to what you need it. So wall is through. Guess what? Now you can go through walls. Mm-hmm. Lava is push. Guess what? Now you can push lava out of the way. Flag mm-hmm. is win, obviously, means get the flag, you win you win the, the match. Baba mm-hmm. is you. But you can change it. You can change Baba is wall. Baba is lava. Baba is whatever. Baba is everything. So you can make Baba change to the different things in the stage. And then you can make different things do different different stuff. So, like, uh, Baba is shrub. Well, if the shrub was inside of the wall that you couldn't get through and there was no wall one, guess what? Baba turns to the shrub. And if you already put together flag as win, now you can get to the flag inside the wall and you win. Hmm. Kind of see where I'm going with this? Like a weird word manipulation thing. And then on the grid-based board, there's a bunch of, like, little items that you can interact with and play around with. Like I definitely get the concept, but it feels like one where I need definitely need yeah, to see wait, a trailer to see it in action. I recommend everybody check it out because it's definitely very weird, and it's the graphics are really strange. They kind of like move and, and waver, like you're uh, like you're in a dream or underwater or something, just mm-hmm. kind of weird like that. Very simple stuff. You know, this isn't this isn't bending any sort of mind with graphics pro s or anything, but that's not the point of this game at all. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a puzzle game. And it's all about manipulating the words and manipulating who and what Baba is to get to the flag and win. So it's, mm-hmm. this is old school, strict puzzle stuff here. None of this new yes. age crazy crap that you know people think is a puzzle, but really all they had to do is you know hit their head once and they win. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This is real. Yeah. This is real. So really cool game by from what I would understand a indie developer because I've never ever heard of these people before in my life. But it looked really cool, caught my interest. Critically speaking, doing pretty well. If you want to check it out, always feel free to head over to Metacritic or wherever the heck you go to do all the the scores and stuff. But I definitely recommend if you have a Switch or, of course, PC, because everything's on PC, but Switch is where you should get it. Go check out this title because it's a really neat-looking little puzzle game that I think could uh, suck up, you know, six, seven hours of your life. Number three. So coming up next, we got another thing that's really weird that you're probably going to need a trailer for to understand what it's talking about. But before I get into it, I want to take you back to the Halcyon days almost a whole year ago. IG2G episode 29 is when I first talked about this game, and I told you suckers that it was on Kickstarter and was something you needed to back right now. What am I talking about? It's Hypnospace Outlaw, developed by Tendershoot and I think three other, like, you know, two- or three-man teams, published by No More Robots. This dropped on the 12th of March for only 18 bucks, And this is out only for PC, Mac, and Linux, which makes a lot of sense because what this game is is basically you are a, like a, a community enforcer for this weird hypno... I think it's called HypnoOS operating system, which is basically the internet, but people can only access it when they're dreaming. And it's this is this is the game that I've talked about that is that '90s internet throwback. So like you as the as the player log into this dream internet and you're investigating all these old '90s style internet pages for 
stuff like copyright infringements, scams, hacks, uh, Trojan viruses, anything like that. And you're working for the company that controls the operating system. So you're kind of, you know, piecing through people's pages, finding this doesn't work. You know, they're using that copyrighted image here. You got to delete here, delete there, maybe delete the whole web page, maybe ban this person from the internet. And obviously there's, there's only so much I can say in like a, an audio media for something like this, but what they've done in here from all accounts is really create like that slice of 90s internet life. Like if you remember those 90s GeoCities web pages that looked terrible but were really fun and crazy and unique in their own special way that hasn't come in, you know, hasn't come from that time ever since, nothing looks like that anymore is what I'm trying to say. Well, websites look like nothing anymore because nobody goes to anybody's websites anymore. They're all dead. That's true. You just go on Twitter. You just go and Reddit to Twitter, and Reddit, and Facebook, and all that garbage. And and if anything, you go to like the video game sites or the the big media sites that and talk those are all about just the media. Yeah. It's all just videos. It's all just videos and, and articles. Nobody mm-hmm. goes to like an actual things website anymore. They're missing out, man. They're oh, missing out on the good old times. That's right. But if you definitely remember those days and remember that specific look of those sites, you're going to love this. Obviously, there's going to be more to the story of like why you're doing this, what the corporation's all about. I'm getting kind of like a Papers, Please kind of vibe where it's like puzzles of you know, what you're taking out of these websites to access the next kind of puzzle. I don't know if that's you know moving to the next website or the next group of sites or the next day of your life as a community enforcer what it is because I didn't really read too deeply into it to understand the you know the depths of the gameplay or the story because it's something I'm really interested in playing myself and what they've also done from all accounts is I mean obviously they've created that 90s style and there's but they've done it so well like the you know they don't use terms from the 90s they've used their own like lingo and like uh, you know like lol and rawful and stuff that's not in here because they have their own versions on that, and it's all implemented throughout all these web pages as this like whole internet community that they've made inside the game. Like people's pages look specifically different, and you know they look like they were created by somebody who was a fan of this thing or was really into this or that or had this specific sense of humor. So it's all really unique and really mind-bending and wonderful. I've heard it's all really really funny. Like once you get into that system that they've created, you know, you can follow along with the jokes. There's a lot of like reflections of the way the internet is used now and social media, because that was obviously the basis of that. You had the little fan forums and like the guest books where you interact with people. So there's a lot of like reflecting back on what the internet was, what it's become now and how that built out to what we, what we have now. So if you remember that time at all, you need to be playing this game because it's going to be a wacky trip down memory lane. You're going to have some laughs. You're going to have some fun. Maybe you'll think about some things and, you know, the way you use the Internet now. But there's, there's nothing else like this. You're never going to find anything else like this. I guarantee it. I mean, there's some, like, the, you know, like the, the AOL Instant Messenger games and stuff like that. But they have created a whole Internet here. And that's, that's wild and it's crazy. And it looks wild and crazy. You should get Hypnospace Outlaw. If you remember the 90s, you're going to want to get this. That's it. That's it. Number two. Well, I'm not staying in the 90s, Matt. 
I'm coming to the future, and I'm coming to a not-so-distant future in which mankind is destroyed. Dun-dun-dun! No, we're not actually... Well, no, it's kind of an exaggeration. We're not destroyed. Wait, wait, no, you have been, because you're replaced by these weird loopy-arm people. No, they're not loopy-arm people. No, they're not. They look just fine. You're just a crazy person. You've just forgotten how to run, that's all. It's okay. Well, they have forgotten how to run. I know. (laughs) You keep those things in tight. Oh, my gosh, man. I'm talking about <laughs> Division <laughs> 2, all right? Yes. March 15th was its big old release. It had a staggered release. So, yes, some people were playing like a week prior to that and then three days prior to that, or I don't know. Who knows anymore because apparently we don't have actual release dates. Now, that's another discussion for another show. I just want to talk about Division 2. It is here. It's in the wilds on all the systems, developed by Massive, published by Ubisoft, of course. It is a direct sequel to the first one, which was, of course, Division 1. took place in New York. This one is in D.C., Washington, D.C., that is, in case you don't know what D.C. I'm referring to. If you don't know what it is, real quick, third-person shooter, you find cover, you shoot bad guys, you get all sorts of different guns. It's a looter shooter for a reason. There's lots of ammo, lots of gear. goes through a tiered system, whites, greens, blues, purples, yellows, then exotics. All right, real standard stuff. The premise of the story is that a pandemic or epidemic, whatever you want to call it, swept through the nation, poisoned a whole bunch of people. They all start dying off. Law order goes out the window. People become terrorists. People become crazies. Everyone has to start fending for themselves. The first one, it was like the the breakout, and right afterwards, there was no order, no order, no nothing. Second one is when it's like a seven months later, something like that. Yeah, it's summertime, so around seven months later. You're a whole different person, but you're still following the story from one, and one of the main characters from one has leaked into this one, and you're so you're kind of on the trail of this individual, and it just kind of basically assumes that you've talked to the other agents and you're all in communication. It's kind of weird because they don't ever really explain how you're all talking to each other and then, like, what, what happened. Maybe they do in this one. I don't know. I'm at level 12, I think, 12 or 13, so I got a ton of story to go. But bottom line is, you're trying to fix the issue. And you're trying to get Washington, D.C. back because that's the seat of power for the United States of America. And by getting that back under control, you can, of course, then start to rebuild your wonderful country. There you go. You now know what this game is all about. I will give you a quick, quick rundown of why it's amazing. And I'll tell you, of course, in deep, deep dive, some other episode, don't know when, we'll figure it out. But, awesome. I'm telling you right now, they fixed a lot of the pop-in issues. There was Good. there was some yeah yeah the graphics were popping in really bad. They still do occasionally, but it's not nearly as bad as it was. So that's something I talked about before when we t- did the betas and everything. That mm-hmm. one's way better, especially now that it doesn't do it during like the cutscenes and stuff. Okay. So you can actually Good. see the humans and it doesn't break you out of the whole mythos and the fun of it all. Mm-hmm. The the guns. Very good, very fun. They feel very accurate. They feel nice. Even the assault rifles are feeling a little bit better. They do a little more damage, too. Jesus Christ, why even do the beta when everything <laughs> in the beta and then you fix it later? Yeah, I'm so angry now. Never oh. play a beta again. Never. Exactly. <laughs> Screw that. Look at this private beta key for you. No, man. No, no, no you throw that, that in the garbage. It. You print it out and I'll shred it. I'll throw it away. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> So the gunplay feels real good. The cover-based system is smoother, but still has the typical division issues 
Whereas sometimes you're not trying to get undercover and for whatever ungodly reason it just latches you onto a wall anyway. And then, mm-hmm. of course, the individual that was chasing after you trying to beat you with a baseball bat murders yeah. you. And then you're like, why? I didn't click the buttons. I swear to goodness. Mm-hmm. That still does happen. But it's not as bad. And I feel like when you detach yourself by you know pushing O or whatever to do a barrel roll, that kind of stuff, it's quicker about it. So I feel mm-hmm. like you have a, a little better chance of getting away. And there's still, this is early on, there's still some issues with some cover. Some cover isn't as good as other cover, which makes no Mm. sense because in in one case I'm hiding behind a mattress and it was full cover, couldn't be injured or hurt whatsoever. But then one time I'm behind tires and I'm still getting hit by like 70% of the time. So Mm. a little bit of inconsistency there, but I figure that's just stuff, stuff they'll work out. And it might just be like a glitch in the programming in that little spot. It didn't have the coverage it should have. Little minor bugs like that overall doesn't hinder the experience. A lot of fun. The enemy variants is really nice. You you can easily spot and tell the different uh, factions, the hyenas, the true sons, the crazies, and, you know, and all those guys. And they have their own little quirks. You know, the you got the typical backpack ones that you can blow up, and then they like shoot fireworks and explode and go flying. You got yeah. your flamethrower dudes. I hear. In the end game, there's these this new faction that's going to take over everything once you've beaten the entire campaign and gotten to 30, mm-hmm. the Black Lotus. And it's these like super intelligent AI, uh, Marine Corps, not Marine Corps, but military, like elite crap heads, you know, and they come in and mm-hmm. just start ruining everything. That's probably who the individual from Division One's attached to, the Keener fella. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I'm excited. But for right now, I'm telling you, the combat feels real good. The enemy variance is right, really nice. And remember we talked about uh, the areas you go to, like how you, you know, the different biomes and whatever? Yeah. They got real creative, and this will be real fast. There's just this one mission I just got done doing where you have to go through an, uh, a museum, and the entire thing takes place in the Vietnam War era museum. So oh, it's, nice. it's, you know, the fake jungles are everywhere. They've got the music mm-hmm. still playing overhead, so all you're hearing is, like, jungle birds calling and people talking awesome. about the Vietnam War and this and that. So you get this feel like you're in Vietnam while you're doing this mission. And, mm-hmm. oh, just superb, just fantastic. Nice. What a way to use an artificial environment and make it feel like a whole new place. So mm-hmm. really cool. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Playing with friends is much better than playing alone. It is a difficult, unforgiving game. Enemies will flank you, do all sorts of craziness. So I really recommend you play with people. If you can't, it's doable, but go slow and be very careful or else you're just going to die a lot and you're going to get very frustrated and it won't give the game the shot it probably deserves. I'll have more on this, of course, at a later date and time with my full whatever you want to call review thoughts, da 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 Number one. Well, see, I took us back to the 90s, and you went, no, man, not good enough. We're going to the near future. Well, I'm reeling your ass all the way back to the 1980s, son. Of course you can't escape. You can't escape. (laughs) Taking you all the way back to the 80s with Beat Cop, which just released for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. It's been out on PC for, I think, about a year, maybe two, but this is developed by Pixel Crow, published by 11-Bit Studios. This dropped on the 5th, same day as our last episode, for 15 bucks. What is Beat Cop? You are a cop. You've been framed for murder and also theft, apparently. And you get, it's not a big spoiler. You see that in the very intro cutscene. So you've been demoted to a Beat Cop on the street. You have this one street, and I think it's like three city blocks long. And that's 
that's where you are. That's you're running back and forth. You're doing all kinds of stuff. When you start the game, obviously you see the intro cutscene. It explains why you're a beat cop, and then every single day that you're a cop, you start in the briefing room with your with your hard ass chief of police sergeant, and he's yelling at you. Oh, here's what you got to get done this day. Blah 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 blah, and it gives you a list of tasks to get done. And if you if you complete all the tasks. You know, you'll get some rep with the police because they'll like that you did your tasks. You'll make your money for the day. And then after that, you you drop out on the street. Your buddies drop you off on your on your beat. And they'll they'll usually give you a couple hints like for the day. It's just this this cop car that's sitting there that have dialogue with you. And then after that, you're just there doing your stuff. Now, what are you doing? You're doing stuff like writing tickets for people, you know, parking tickets in the no parking zone. You call up the tow truck to get the car out of there and i think it gets more complicated as it goes like i've seen gameplay where you walk up to the cars and you can like check their lights you can cite cite them for you know lights out or broken you cite their tires for being really out of shape i think this is kind of a i think this is kind of done by like a, a british group or british people because anytime i see it's like check the tires it's t-y-r-e-s uh. and i'm like i've never had a cop come over and like Look at my tires to make sure they're decent. I don't know. Well, if you live down south, they do that. They'll do that. Yeah. They've got these. The, I don't even remember what it's called anymore, but you got to get these special stickers for your windows and crap. And every mm. year you have to get your car inspected, and then they check your tires, and they and they won't let you have it unless you have fresh tires, da 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 And it's, uh, okay. it's a whole load of crap. Stupid. Yeah, I've, I've seen that from British people a lot. you got to go to the... The, the place and get your car inspected and all that. So I think that's a little bit of sneaking in here. But other than that, it is totally 1980s Brooklyn beat cop doing your thing. And what's cool about it is, you know, obviously you have the list of tasks, right? You know, get 10 tickets or, you know, investigate this guy's murder over here. But then what you can also do is go in any one of these storefronts along your street on your beat and talk to the characters inside there. So there's like a... I can't remember. I think it's a I think it's a deli that's got like a Russian guy. There's an Italian restaurant that has Italian dudes in it who are dressed in nice black suits and have big shiny red ties and they're obviously mafia dudes. And so like each store has its own unique person who runs it and you can t- I can tell just from watching like that very first day on YouTube that all these people are going to have their own motivations and things they're going to want you to do. Like especially Mafia guys, easy. The pawn shops run by, like, the street gang. And since your overall goal is to find out what happened in this senator's house, like, you you shoot a burglar, but then you've also been accused of, well, obviously you shot the burglar, but then you've also been accused of stealing diamonds from the senator's house. And all through that first day, everyone's like, hey, hey, where's those diamonds at? And you're like, I don't know. There were no diamonds there. So obviously you're going to have to help find these people on the street and find out different ways that they can help you unravel your own case and the case that people have built against you as you're walking the beat. And as people are just like robbing from the store, you got to go wrestle a guy down and arrest him on the street. There's a corpse in the alley. Who knows what that's about? You got to go investigate that. So it's, it's really interesting and it gives kind of like a like a papers please vibe to me again where you do have these specific tasks you have to do but in this one popping up all the time are these random events you're going to get a call on the radio hey somebody there's a fight over here you got to go break up and since your days are struck are very time based like i think every few seconds is a few minutes off the clock Uh you really have to prioritize and see what you want to do do you want to make your boss happy by prioritizing tickets and you know 
giving citations and earning more money that way? Or do you want to take some time off of that and maybe help the street gangs, you know, peddle some stolen goods and they'll give you a cut of it so you, you're not getting your rep up with the cops as much because you don't have as much citations, but you're getting a rep with the street gang who can maybe help you with your case and you're getting money from them because you got to pay off your alimony payments or you got to do this, and you got to do that. And the, you know, the public in general either likes you or dislikes you and then all these factions. So it's really, really, it's really in-depth and cool and interesting. And just like the graphical style also really catches my eye. The soundtrack does too, because every shop you go into has its own little theme running in the background. Go to the Italian place. It's nice classical music style stuff. You go into the pawn shop. It's gritty urban stuff. There's like, Break dancers and beatboxers on the corner. If you walk by them, you hear them in the sound mix. The diner has a football game on with like legit commentary from the football game. Like I recognize the announcers, and I don't know how they got the rights to that. Maybe it was just for one game they paid, you know. Uh-huh. But then I mentioned the visual style. It's totally cool. It's 80s pixel art, but it's not like chunky pixels. It's those thin pixels. Like if you're thinking like maybe like an early King's Quest or something, but uh-huh. they're, everyone's really small on the street. you got to see it in action. you got to see it in motion. It looks so cool. It appeals to me so much. I want to get this so bad. The only thing to watch out for in this, it is a very M-rated game. I mean, you're a cop in 1980s Brooklyn, New York. Bad stuff's going to happen. There's going to be violence. There's going to be drugs. There's going to be a lot of swearing, a lot of swearing, Racial terms, sexist terms, all kinds of things like that. Every review I said says, it's too much. I can't handle it. Obviously, the creators of the game are taking 1980s cop movies and shows as their inspiration. That stuff was, A, it was around a lot back then, and it was in those movies too. Uh So be aware of that. If you're very, very sensitive to that kind of thing, because it's, you know, people just walking down the street will have a bubble above their head saying something nasty in it. Because you see a cop walking down the street and you're a bad dude, you're going to say bad stuff to him. You're going to say bad stuff about the guy who owns the shop that you really don't like. Mm-hmm. So be aware of that. But other than that, I would say watch some gameplay on YouTube. That for, I mean, I watched the first day and it made me want to play through all the other days. It looks so cool. It looks so unique. I want to be a beat cop. Not in real life, but in this game. Imposter's topic of the day. All righty. Well, we made it all the way to the topic of the night, boys and girls. And I wanted to make it a nice little little juicy bit because tomorrow, which is today for all of you, mm-hmm. Google's going to be announcing at GDC what this new game system or whatever it is they've been working on is and how it's going to work and all the cool stuff about it. So we're on the, the cusp of a possible new future. We don't know yet. Obviously, when you hear this, you will know much more about it. But I wanted to just talk about a little bit about what we think it might be, how it's going to work, if it's going to work, da-da-da-da-da. So let's open it up, Matt. What do you think, buddy? Well, I think I didn't know anything at all about this upcoming announcement or news or anything. <laughs> Matt's in before, the dark. <laughs> before I texted you at like 3.30, be like, hey, what you got for topic for the show? And you went, this. And I went, okay, Google. Let me tell tell me CNBC, tell me CNET. Okay, cool. Fantastic, Matt. Obviously, the word on the street is that this is going to be some kind of like streaming console, streaming gaming service. Uh And, you know, I buy that. I buy into that because I think 
if it was a proper gaming console, there's not enough room for that anymore. You can't have like no. a full blown, full blooded console that's gonna and and you, there's no there's no publisher room. There's no you know third party room. There's not there's not room for that. So streaming gaming service totally makes sense. It was something that OnLive tried to do quite a few years ago, and when that was popping up, I was like, I want this to be the next big thing. Because there's a lot of games that are just on PC. My PC's not that great. And I would be like, I would love to have a little box that I plugged in with an Ethernet cable, and then I can play a badass PC game via this little box and controller. And that never took off, never really happened. There's the PS Now service. There's a couple, there's a service through Steam, but I would love a full-on just we're streaming games service slash like a little mini console maybe. So I think that's, I agree with the, the consensus. I think that's probably what it is. What do you think, my friend? Well, I, I'm sure that's what it is. I'm sure it's going to be like a little box or maybe even smaller, like a Roku-type deal that's going to mm-hmm. attach to the TV. You're going to plug it in the Internet, and it's going to stream games to you from the cloud. And, of course, what that means is it's just they are going to use all the hardware and all the big dog stuff to make you, mm-hmm. Goopy Goo, be able to play the video games on your little Chromebook, your TV, or whatever it is without purchasing said systems or $1,000 PC, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and of course they'll charge you a service fee, much like Netflix or GameFly or any of those guys do. It'll be probably a per monthly sort of subscription-based thing, and then they'll have access to whomever they can get support from: Ubisoft, EA, Activision. I don't know. We don't know yet who's on board with this. I think I heard that Bethesda is or ID id someone. I think that because I I remember hearing them say they were going to be teasing and don't quote me on this teasing Doom, the new Doom through it. Oh, nice. Okay. So if that's the case, then obviously they're on board. But see, see, I, as soon as you said Bethesda, be. though, I went, God damn it, I'm not going to pay to stream Skyrim. That's been <laughs> oh out too God. damn long. It's enough Skyrim. Stop it. I don't want to see that on this service. No way. Uh, but the big the big thing will be to see if they can get like Bungie, uh, yeah. Ubisoft, things like that, because the games as a service is where it's at right now. Um, being able to play those types of games is what everyone's going to want to be doing. That and, of course, Fortnite, Apex Legends, uh, the free-to-play games. But I'm sure they'll have that because it's free-to-play. making gestures. Yeah, you're, being, you're being a naughty little person over there. Jeez, oh, Pete, Matt. <laughs> but I'm going to say this. I don't think it's going to work, Matt. I don't mm. think it's going to work because USA's Internet is garbage. Yeah. It's been garbage forever. It's still garbage. I don't see it being fixed within five years i don't see it even being fixed within 10 years mm. i don't see the internet ever becoming anything useful except for the 5g internet that's coming through the phones but of course mm. they're gonna do like they already do and have a huge monopoly and charge you extreme amounts of money to utilize it and people like me are never gonna get on board period because i'm not paying hundred something dollars a month for some stupid phone coverage Mm -hmm. so it's not going to happen and then once they realize that's popular they're going to start well as they do already (laughs) wow they're going to charge you per they're going to cap you out you know you can only have all this many gigs and then we got to charge you an extra 40 and what do you Mm think is going to happen if you're trying to play an entire game games through stream like that getting it from the cloud popping it in there that's going to suck up a ton of power so unless Google's got some kind of crazy trick up their sleeve that's going to fix that somehow, and I don't even know how they would do it, really. I don't know how they would maybe eat the the cost of the Internet getting it to you, but that's I don't know. I don't know nothing about Internet except that it's expensive and that it comes through a wire into my house. 
<laughs> well, see, let, let me dial it back to the, the whole internet thing, because that's my only issue with it, the internet speed and capability issue. Because sometimes, I mean, you know, I don't have control fully over my internet, but sometimes when I boot up an episode of Frasier, it comes through blurry for like 10 seconds until it buffers through enough that I can watch the, epi- the rest of the episode in nice HD. You can't do that if you're playing a game. There's no way you can play blocky block pixels and have your control. If it's slow enough to screw up video feed, uh-huh. it's going to be too slow to have gameplay feed coming through and my controller inputs going out at the same time. Instantaneously to where you're not dying. Yeah. And that's that's my concern. Is I mean, sure, if you're right next to the big internet hub, if you you got the max speeds and you're California. paying like three hundred dollars a month, you got your what used to be a T one line used to be the hot the hotness. Now you got your fiber optic cable or whatever it is. Maybe if you have that, then you can stream the AAA games and have it play one to one. That'd be my main concern because, like I said, even even simple stuff sometimes it blows up the my internet. But I think then going back to how could they eat the cost of it i think what they could do for like the like a base level tier is have like a free tier where here's you know free to play games smaller games indie games where you can stream them and then it would be at like a some kind of reduced speed because i'm sure as you know like amazon's kindle like the the reading kindles you can get the version with just 3g built in and you don't have to pay for it. It's just uh-huh. there. Amazon just gives it to you. So I think if they did something like that, like here's the base base level tier. Maybe you can only stream so much data per month or whatever, but it's all smaller games or free to play games. Some you know things that don't chew through that. Just like Tetris type games, real simple. Yeah, Barney puzzle games, stuff. indie mm-hmm. games. They could eat the cost of the streaming to you from there, or you know four bucks a month and then you, you constantly the, you the tease level. the tier you know so that way you buy the device they get you mm-hmm. to buy the device for 29.99 or whatever 39.99 to hook it up to the tv you get the free mm-hmm. tier so you never have to purchase anything else after that but at least they got that in your home and that's mm-hmm. the first step towards success and then like you said have them doing the free stuff but constantly showcase hey if you can figure out how to get better internet or whatever you could be playing such and such and such and such or because that'd be just like the PlayStation Store is now. Anytime you boot it up, what's the new thing? The new hottest thing you can buy for full, for full price. Mm-hmm. If you boot up the, the Google Internet Streamo Store, it'll say, hey, we just got Apex Legends. We just got Call of Duty 16. And, you know, you can scroll down and find your free tier or your indie section that you can stream for, for your low price. Or, you know, just have it tiered all the way up there like that. Oh, I mean... Maybe make the, pers- make the subscription... Well, because I, I was thinking you're going to have the subscription go up the more data you'd need, and they would pay for the internet, but you'd have to have some kind of working deal with Xfinity but they'd have, or yeah, something Yeah, I was going to say, like that. Be, that part would be impossible, because they'd have to have a deal with every freaking cable provider, internet provider there is out there. Although they are Google. I mean, it is Google, I mean, yeah, but I, even so, there's just restrictions. Like where I live, I cannot get high-speed internet like that. It's, it isn't yeah. here. There's no wire, no nothing coming to this house that can provide that. Hmm. So it doesn't exist. Well, we just email and be like, hey, this is third shift. You need yeah. to get us. We need to get you. A, we need to get some an wires. An X7 fiber optic uh-huh. cable. And they'll be like, yep. Route it over. Zzz, get that uh-huh. thing that drilled the channel. It's just coming. Just, it's come just right coming through. through. No problem, right? Yeah, we'll get yeah. there. 
Someday. And that's the big issue. Well, there's two big issues, really. Because remember, PlayStation tried something like this already, too. Mm-hmm. I think it still exists. I don't know. I never even look anymore. PlayStation but, Now still does. Yeah, yeah, PlayStation Now. Stream games. But what was the big problem? It was The the, the connection was slow. Like, you'd get on mm-hmm. there and you'd be playing, and, and the delay was just wacky and wasn't that pleasant experience. From what I hear, it's better now. But back mm-hmm. when it first started, it was, you know, just silly. It wasn't really playable for anything that required a lot of attention or detail and controller detail, etc. Mm-hmm. So this, hopefully, in theory, has figured that out. I can't imagine yeah. you spend bajillions of dollars, hire all sorts of folks to come on board just to have the same exact issues that others have already had doing it. Mm-hmm. But what do I know? Uh, time and time again, I've seen people screw up over and over, so I can't trust that anymore. Well, the other thing I was thinking is you you roll it out in very uh, controlled markets. Like they have like doesn't PS have like PS TV or something that's yeah, only in New York and LA and yeah PlayStation View mm-hmm. I, I think and that's that's only in target markets. Maybe your Google service only works in Cali, New York and LA York. where they where they know you can access it with that high ass speed internet. Maybe that's how you do it. And then you tease it out. You know, to others, and then of mm-hmm. course release it in larger areas once you see that the internet's capable of handling it. I don't know. Yeah. Just, but of course that'd be possible. unfair to the Midwest, and because we'll just never get it. Because we don't matter, dude. <laughs> that is very true. We really don't. But you know, that's all right. But see, also if you did the tiered system, maybe areas in backwater Pajosis, you plug it in. It says, oh, here's what your internet speed is. Here's the tier you can you subscribe can to. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, just yeah. like cable does nowadays. Mm-hmm. Hey, call us up. What's your zip code? Here's what we can give you. Mm-hmm. And that'd be the same exact thing. It's, oh, hey, you've got this many up, this many down. Well, you can get all the way up to the 499 tier, which would get you these games and these games, and you should be able to play those no problem. Or, or it'd be just like system specs on Steam. Here's what you can do. If you try to get a game or access a game that is out of your specs, they'll say, hey, this is outside your specs. It's going to be choppy. That would be inter- internet specs. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you may suffer decreased performance. Yeah. I don't care. I'm still going to play it. And there'd people, there ahead. would be people who would do that. Mm-hmm. At your own, just remember, it wasn't us. It's you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it might work. Man, it sounds a lot brighter than it did five minutes ago. Maybe. <laughs> well, see, they put in like a little checkbox, like an end-user license agreement thing. Mm-hmm. By accessing this, even though we say you shouldn't, you can't hold us liable for any, you know how people are. Oh, I'm going to sue you because my game didn't didn't work real good and I lost. Well, there's your checkbox that said this is out of your, this is out of your internet range. Mm-hmm. There you go. Solve the problems, Solve the problems. Oh, goodness. And then, of course, for the controller, there was a leak a while back that they had a mock-up of a controller that would notify you of messages, do all sorts of cool little fancy Google things. Nice. But they I believe they came out and said that that wasn't true because they said it was, they found a patent for it and everything. But then they oh, said, okay. no, we weren't, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. But, of course, that could be pure lies, and they want to sh- you know, post out the controller and show you all sorts of cool fancy stuff, which I kind of don't want. I'd rather they just make it get an agreement through the other systems and the other brands and just allow you to use like some kind of weird Mad Max, Mad Cats or Nyko or whatever version. Whatever it's called. I'd use a Mad Max controller. Mad Max controller. Got spikes and flames <laughs> on it. Right. <laughs> but something like that. I just I don't want another funky, weird controller that's probably mostly uncomfortable. I'd rather just utilize an Xbox One controller or something like that to play. 
I was going to say, just have a little bit of PC hardware there and just have a USB port. Yeah, on exactly. The front. And Bam, you stick there whatever you go. and then you play with yeah. it. So I'm hoping that's the route they take with it, if this is at mm. all even true. But we'll find out. And we know by the time you guys are hearing this, you're going to know already. And we're going to know already. It's going to be great. And we'll go, oh, we were dumb. Or we'll say we were fantastically intelligent. God, we're the best. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say that because I'm always right. Okay. So, Gotcha. All right. And you know what else I'm right about? It's time to wrap the show up. Imposters wrap up. So what do you guys think the next thing's going to be? Or what do you know it is and how dumb were we? Oh, send us that feedback. (laughs) Send us any comments, any questions, any concerns, anything you want us to talk about, any kind of feedback at all. Email it to us at info at thirdshift.me. Tweet it at us at thirdshiftme. And find us on Facebook under Third Shift. I don't even know what that is anymore, but we're there. Hey, we are there. We're also over on Patreon. If you like what you hear, you like what we're doing, please consider going over there and throwing us a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, fifteen dollars. We treat it just like a wonderful little tip jar. Everyone in the past who has helped us out, we do greatly appreciate it. You have helped us get all sorts of cool things, keep the lights on and running. And for those of you who are going to in the future, we say thank you. For those of you who say, no, I cannot because you know what? I had to buy a can of baby jar, food crap, or whatever that is, and eat it. Well, I understand. You eat whatever baby far drew goo goo burger we got to eat. You can also support us by going over to Twitch, especially the Twitch we are on there. We are rock and rolling. We are getting the followers up. We are doing all sorts of fun things. Please go over there, hit the follow button, and be part of us over in the Twitch universe. Please, and thank you very much. You can also go to Twitter, Facebook, all the other good stuff. Give us the five-star ratings, the, <laughs> the thumbs up, mailbag questions. Oh, my goodness. What are those? <laughs> all the good things. Please consider just hanging out with us in some way, shape, or form. I would like to reiterate, as the Twitch king, yes, please become part of me on Twitch. Become the little basket case weird baby thing that's hanging off the side of me. Mm-hmm. Be that on Twitch. Click the follow button. I'll follow you back. Be there. We'll be there. It'll be great. It'll be a great time. I'll be playing Thronebreaker. Oh, my God, it's so good. But this podcast drops every two weeks on Tuesday, so we'll be back in your ear holes on the 2nd of April for our very next episode. And you can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out. Oh, and we appreciate it so very much. We do indeed. We really appreciate the five-star ratings. Oh, yeah. And with a five-star rating in my belly, there's nothing left to say, Mr. Matt. But hey, don't forget to say. Don't forget to say.